0: Uh, would you like to do the really no, you, when we get to that part no, of it? You do
1: that because I don't know how to really. Okay.
0: Well, that wasn't bad. All right. So, do you want to do that part okay. or are you going to give that a try? All right. All right. Welcome to the Rabbi Daniel Lappin Show, the only show on the entire internet on which your rabbi reveals how the world
1: really works.
0: works. Very good. And that is to introduce Mrs. Susan Lappin, an integral part of the entire operation, but only an occasional guest on the podcast. It's been a
1: long time, actually.
0: It's been a bit of uh, much too long, if it's you ask a me. It's been quite a while. Yeah, it's, it's really much too long. Well, I'm delighted, as always, to spend time together with you. And we just did. We just took two days away. Uh, that was Far fun. away. Well wasn't it wasn't
1: that far. It was a only, drive. It was
0: a two hour drive, that's all. Yeah, that's, um but but it, it felt was felt like uh, a different world. Yeah, it really, it really did. It was it was quite lovely. Um Yeah, where where did we find ourselves? We found ourselves on the Eastern Shore. We did
1: actually find ourselves. We went deliberately. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't like Whoops, look what happened.
0: <laughs> right. Um Okay, so uh today's show i thought
1: you were going to say what we were doing on the eastern shore
0: we didn't do anything we kayaked and we hiked and we looked at the water and And we reveled in the. we listened Listened to to the the sounds of silence yes yeah that
1: was the best
0: yeah it was it was very i hadn't realized just how noisy our our lives are neither
1: had i till the absence of the noise
0: so uh, there's no question about it that a good part of the the noise we're feeling is from the construction going on near us and I've spoken about this on previous shows um, you know how torn I am between yes. on the one end being amazed I, I sometimes
1: can't tear my eyes away because it's such a pleasure to walk, watch people do something competently and with alacrity and really it's fascinating to watch how this is going up but it's on the other hand, it's very quite noisy. <laughs> noisy, and they're taking away our view. They take away yes. our view. Yeah,
0: right. Um, but, anyways, here we are, Susan. Uh, yeah. Here's here's the show. We we've got a guy who um, uh, who is a therapist. He's a West Coast therapist in uh, Portland, and he's got a lot of um, response to. Um, a, a list of seven things that can help you determine if you are with the right person in a good relationship. That's uh, that's his idea.
1: I, uh, one question I always like asking is, is he in a good relationship and how long has he been in a good relationship? I, I think one of the things that we used to get amazed was about the marriage therapist who'd been divorced three times. Yes, And I go, you know, mm. maybe you need to learn a little more before you give advice.
0: You'd think, right? Now, um, why is that different from a uh, financial advisor who's not a multimillionaire? Why So why, why is that okay?
1: Well, I think a financial advisor who makes very bad investments and has been bankrupt many times would be a problem. I don't know that being a multimillionaire is a requirement for managing someone's money.
0: That's right. But a, a marriage therapist who's been... Married and divorced several times, obviously not being able to sustain a durable marriage, uh, probably a bad guide for uh, for well, the field. Certainly,
1: one can ask a question,
0: right? So here is what he sounds like, and uh, when we've finished hearing it, it's all of forty seconds or so. Um, I will read them. I'll I'll give them to you one at a time, and then I would like you all. To spend a moment thinking about what's wrong with each one, and and then you will hear Mrs. Lappin and I discussing them. Is that going to work out for you? So ask yourself the following one: How do they treat you? Are they nice, kind, sweet, and caring, or are they bullies that are mean and make fun of you too? Do you feel safe and secure enough to be your authentic self, or are you only showing certain parts of yourself and hiding others? Why are you doing that? Three, are your hopes and dreams and future goals being supported because this is a major part of a healthy relationship? Four, do you feel like your emotional needs are being met? Do you feel seen, understood, and supported, or are you holding things back because they don't know how to show up for you? Five, are you able to say no and create boundaries without being made to feel guilty or selfish? Six, are you ever being coerced or forced to do something you're not consenting to, even if you're in relationship. Enthusiastic consent is still required. Seven, after an argument, are you able to repair, reconnect, and feel resolved, or are you left feeling emotionally battered and exhausted? Okay, good. Well, there it is. You heard it, and uh, here is the first one. The first one is, uh, h- how do they treat you? Are they nice, kind, sweet, and caring, or are they bullies who are me- to make fun of you? Um, so, um, Susan, My first reaction to that, and let me just uh, say it again, how do they treat you? Are they mean? Are they nice, kind, (laughs) sweet, and caring? Or are they bullies who are mean and make fun of you?
1: When is the last time you hit your wife?
0: That's right, yeah. This is a false dichotomy. Those two aren't opposites. This is like, uh, um, did you have carrots for dinner or did you drive a diesel locomotive? these things have nothing to do how do they treat you are they nice kind sweet and caring or are they bullies that that's not the opposite people may not be nice kind sweet and caring all the time but that doesn't mean that they're bullies either Uh, and so it's
1: beyond that you know when you say are they look it is wonderful first of all can I just mention because when he was you, I didn't hear the word spouse or wife or husband okay, or marriage. Okay, that's in
0: in terms of the overall problem with uh, with this and and what we're trying to do is help our listeners develop critical skills so that when you hear distinguished and famous thera- family therapist in Portland who got 2 million hits on Instagram that doesn't mean that what he's saying is true, helpful, accurate or valuable. And so, we're just going to analyze it together with you. Um, so, one of the overall problems with the whole thing is that he uses the word relationship. Now, I'm going to say something, and um, uh, it's I'm, I've thought about whether to say this or not, because in a way, it's a sort of deep reach. I'm asking our listeners to come along for a very scary ride. This is like a very scary roller coaster. That's not the first thing you take your Aunt Sadie on when you take her to the amusement park.
1: <laughs> well, I know how you normally like massaging people with warm butter, but <laughs> we'll make an exception this time.
0: Yes. Um okay, so uh, let me let me clarify. Um there are exactly four types of relationships between men and women. Let me say that again there are four types of relationships between men and women. There's mother-son, that's one, father-daughter, that's two, brother-sister, that's three, husband and wife, that is four. That's it. And so this idea that you can just use the word relationship to define a Uh, uh, an airy sort of floating, unclear, non-specific relationship between a man. No, there isn't such a thing. Um, Boyfriend and girlfriend, sorry, that's not a relationship. It's exploitative of the man for the the woman. That's what it is. It's certainly exploitative, but it's not a relationship. Um, And, uh, and so it is with any other variation. There are four types of relationships. And um, we are talking about marriage. That's it. Now, that doesn't show up at all in this particular therapist's Wait, if I can conversation.
1: Just, I need you to, I get what you're saying, but in other words, if he would have said, instead of using the word partner and using the word, if he would have said, here are seven things you should look at as you decide whether to be, to get married to somebody. Yes. So you're saying they're not in a relationship. They're not in a
0: relationship. Courting is not a relationship. Okay. Yeah. A boyfriend girlfriend is certainly not. But that's right. Don't make the mistake of thinking relationship. And again, I, 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 it, it'll take more time than it's worth. But I can go into the semantic discussion of what's wrong with the word relationship, why it does not apply to somebody who says we're boyfriend and girlfriend or we're we we're together. You're not saying together. you should
1: meet the person you want to marry under the marriage canopy. No. Your parents should pick for you. No, 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 of and course you, not. You're saying you... You do are getting to know somebody. Yes,
0: but that you're not in a relationship while that's happening. Until you are married. So I know this is not something that that is easily heard because we're so accustomed to that. But I think it's important that we tell the truth and that is the truth. So uh, uh, our therapist thinks of marriage as merely one kind of many different kinds of male-female relationships. And that is simply not correct.
1: So the reason I started with that is because I want to marry somebody who can, who is nice, who can be kind, a kind person who can be sweet and caring. So right, bullies is not the opposite of that. But beyond that, I don't want them to always act nice kind sweet and caring. I want as a woman I want a certain amount of strength and quite frankly even as a man it may be a different type of strength that you want. But a lot of times people make the mistake of of interpreting sweet and kind and saying, "Well, that's really lovely." And it is lovely. Look, we we thought very kindly on young men who were courting our daughters when they showed up when one of them drove for a few hours to meet her at the airport so she would not be getting off a plane at 1 in the morning and having to take a, a cab. Exactly. That was a kind, sweet, but and But that same activity. guy
0: who she ended up marrying uh, also displayed strength. strength and determination. Right, so and it's grip. not
1: bullies. And a lot I don't of know if you f- noticed
0: my, my like, show notes, uh, number one. Remember, well, oh. see what I said, uh-huh. not just, which yes. is exactly another mistake our therapist is making here is he's not distinguishing between man and woman. He's treating them exactly the same. And it is true that one of the most important characteristics that a man looks for, or a man should look for in a woman is marrying is agreeableness. Somebody who is not uh, constantly Picking fights or arguing or debating. Well,
1: I would not look for somebody who picks fights. Sorry, as no. a woman, I wouldn't look for somebody who picks fights either.
0: No, that that is true. But the values of strength and determination are more valued by a woman in a man than by a man in a woman.
1: I am going to suggest that they may be different types of strength. And I know I, we certainly both know women who marry the sweetest, sweetest, sweetest guy and get very frustrated after the marriage when he's not able to stand up for himself in the office or he's not able to or
0: with her by the way
1: or with her but yes and i would say that a man also in other words quite frankly if i we're talking marriage and in our view marriage implies children or certainly attempting to have children and i don't think that, that I think a man wants a woman who can act, act like the adult in the relationship, not that she and the three-year-old are the same because she's so nice, she can't bear to see the three-year-old cry. And so I think there's strength in both directions. It may be a different type of strength, but I don't think anybody wants to be married to somebody spineless. Correct. And I think the women's movement has pushed women to really look for a, a demasculated male. Yes. Emasculated? De-mascul- I'm not emasculated. Sure whether, yeah, emasculated yeah. male.
0: Right. Um, okay. So, I mean, I think I think we've uh, I think we've pretty that? much okay. dealt with item one. Uh, but again, it's I, I'm pretty sure that that uh, our listeners would have picked up all of what was wrong with item one. Okay. Let's listen to item two. Um, do you feel safe and secure enough to be your authentic self, or are you only sharing certain parts of yourself? and hiding others why are you doing that okay um happy warriors listen you are a happy warrior that means there is no such thing as your authentic self because that which is your authentic self is true only for the instant in the present My authentic self is not what it was six months ago and not what it'll be next week because we are not cows or cats or camels or kangaroos. We are human beings. And that means that we are capable of change and not only capable of change, almost inevitably we will change. And that means that you and I have the choice. We either grow and become better people or we deteriorate and become worse people. But the idea that you are who you are, and by the way, we did a a podcast uh, about a year ago or so saying that, uh, you know, talking about how fatal it is for a person to think of himself as a fully formed person and that's who he is. Uh, No, we're not. And so the language that this therapist uses. Do you feel safe and secure enough to be your authentic self? Uh, what are you talking about? And um, yeah, you. I, I,
1: I just think a part of the reason you marry the person you marry is because they will help you to grow. In other words, you don't want to marry someone and say who says I never want you to change. You're wonderful just the way you are. I hope you never change anything about you because part of marriage is growth.
0: And that is one of the reasons why scripture prohibits homosexual relationships. Because you're not supposed to marry someone who's so close to you and so much like you that everything you do is fine. That's one of the reasons that we're not allowed to marry our sisters, even though it might have all kinds of advantages other than genetic. So, um, uh, so, yes, the idea is you you definitely look to marriage to bring about growth. And, uh, and there's in fact, also a
1: courtesy to another person. And, yes, I mean, you, you don't want to be on edge around your someone you're married to. But neither do you want to feel so safe and secure that you can actually be the slob that you might be if we were living by yourself that's, that's right it still is a courtesy to to look nice for for your your husband or wife now that doesn't mean you're not you know you want someone who can handle you having the stomach flu for sure but that you know you do push yourself a little more to say okay because there's another person in in my life I'm going to behave in certain ways that I wouldn't have to force myself to behave if I was all by myself.
0: You know, back when we were synagogue rabbin, rabbis or rabbi, um, you you may remember the the case of the um, uh, the the couple I introduced to one another, and um, when I spoke to her shortly thereafter, she said, "Rabbi, I don't know what you were thinking. There's no way I would marry a person. like that. I'm not even going to go out with him again." And I said, "What's the problem?" She said, "He's got a foul mouth on him." She said. Uh, he speaks awfully. And I said, look, I've known him for nearly two years. I have never, ever heard him. Use. She says <laughs> it was constant vulgarities and obscenities. I I couldn't believe my ears. And so I phoned him up and uh, asked him to come by for a, a chat. He came by and I said, how was it? He said, well, I really liked her, but I I got the impression we didn't click. I said, you got that impression. You're dead right. You didn't click big time. He said, what went wrong? I said, it's very simple. She told me something that boggled my mind. She told me that you had a foul mouth and that you could barely finish a sentence without a vulgarity or an obscenity. And he turned all colors of the rainbow, and he said, yeah, Rabbi, well, it's, it's, it's true, I, I did. And I said, what was the matter with you? I've never heard you talk like that. He says, Rabbi, in front of you I don't talk like that, but I wanted her to know who the real me was. I didn't want to be there under false pretenses. And Rabbi, I have to tell you, when I'm not with you, that's kind of how I speak when I'm around my friends, and I didn't want to mislead her. So uh, we had a big conversation about how marriage makes you That he grew. wanted to
1: bring his authentic self or he wanted to become a better self.
0: Yeah, right, exactly. Um, also, I remember somebody once saying to me, I've been on my best behavior. Uh, you know, we've been dating for six months. We got engaged. We're getting married next week. And I just, I just want to confirm, Rabbi, that I can get back to be my usual self. Like, <laughs> when do I have to wait till the end of the honeymoon? Do I wait for the end of the first year? When can I resort to being myself? And, of course, my answer was never. never. Yeah, never going to happen. This is, this is the new you. And you're only getting better and better so from here onwards.
1: I think one of the things that's happening with probably the majority, if not all of these, is there's an element of truth. In other words, you don't want to be putting on a fake self, but neither is it your authentic self at the moment and saying, and that's all you're ever going to get. But there's an element of truth in all of these. In other words, where, yes, you certainly don't want to pretend, you don't want to be lying and pretending that you're you're something you're not and there's no dream you're ever going to become or that you don't want to become.
0: No, exactly.
1: So there's an element of truth.
0: Well, there always is, even in wrong things, because yes. otherwise they get dismissed entirely. Right. I think that's an important point that uh, for the big lie to really work, it has to have some, some little element of truth. Of, of truth in it that, uh, that helps people buy into it. And um, so, let's see. Yeah, OK, fine. So I think we dealt with number two. Here's number three are your hopes and dreams and future goals being supported and my show notes for that just has the word your capitalized you
1: know we once you'll remember this one we had a woman who had got got married she'd been divorced actually for a number many years and then she got married to a great guy and she called me up once to discuss a, a place where they were something she I think wanted to do and he really didn't think it was a good idea and she said to me well you know I still have to be me and I said no actually you gave up being you you now have a marriage there's you there's him and there's the marriage there are three pieces and so you is one third of the equation but whatever you do has to take into all three thirds into account and that you're of course in English can be a, a plural word or a singular singular word." And your hopes and dreams and future goals, Quite well, you shouldn't marry someone unless you share future hopes, dreams, and goals.
0: And that's where he's, that's
1: where he's, he's yeah. wrong
0: on that because, again, he's talking about a relationship. And a relationship, well, right? <laughs> yeah, right. He's not talking about a marriage. In a marriage, there isn't such a thing as your hopes and dreams and my hopes and dreams. And, and we've got to help each other achieve each you know, other's hopes and dreams. The
1: marriage's hopes and dreams. As and a marriage.
0: Now, we may decide that for the marriage, it's important, you know, that uh, that you do whatever, get your pilot's license. And uh, we may decide that for the marriage, uh, it's important for me to do whatever it is. But the idea that these are separate hopes and dreams. So let me just read it to you again, what he said. Are your hopes and dreams and future goals being supported? it's all wrong it doesn't it 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 doesn't make any sense right
1: there is no marriage unless you share hopes dreams and future goals that's one of the main things that pull that makes a marriage
0: yeah of of course it is you know
1: you're working together of course and obviously life happens and that means that things change and but it's still it's it's changing for the two of you it's you may both have to recalibrate
0: yeah exactly so that's um so that's the first three of the seven and um What I want to do now is spend just a minute or two describing to people the new resource that you and I have just created, which is... It's getting
1: fantastic feedback. We're getting lovely emails coming in.
0: Well, tell folks all about it.
1: So it is called The Gathering Storm, and it is a video teaching where you teach, and I'm behind the scenes. I work on graphics and and on the script as well, and it covers the period bef- leading up to the flood. So, it talks about what what exactly was happening. You know, it's a pretty serious thing to kind of destroy the world, but what was going on and what, you know, was God just in a fit of temper one day or what was happening? And it goes really up to the verses right before the storm starts, though it does jump at one point to after the storm um, because there is one of the things that you bring and we bring to the table is the hebrew and when there is an unusual word in hebrew and it appears in two different locations you can't learn it you can't read the first verse without jumping ahead and there is one of those instances where the exact yeah. same words that appear right before the storm I mean, what i come love after about storm. this
0: is the the timing susan in that um, you know, if if we were teaching this in the nineteen sixties or nineteen fifties. Fifty yeah, nineteen fifties. <laughs> it would've um, been very hard for me it, to
1: be teaching it then, but okay.
0: Yes. <laughs> Susan never misses an opportunity to point out. Well, it would have been that, hard for um, you to
1: be teaching as well in the nineteen fifties. No, well, I mean,
0: you know, I I'm considerably promotion. older than you and um and people have often asked, why didn't I get married sooner after my arrival in the United States? And my answer is that uh, Susan's kindergarten teacher wouldn't let her out for recess.
1: Not quite that.
0: But uh, at any rate, um, you know, if if you have the feeling that right now the world is sort of falling apart around you, um, and, and it's, it's a legitimate feeling. I mean, there's this craziness going on. There's real craziness. Uh, the United States walks out of Afghanistan, leaving nearly $10 billion worth of armaments for the Taliban. Um, involvement in Russia, uh, waving sabers and issuing dire threats to the. Uh,
1: At the same time China. As that it says that the, the military's main goal is climate change yes, and diversity.
0: The, yes, exactly right. You know, the biggest problem facing the uh, United States military is climate change. That's something that cheers up the Chinese. So, uh, you know, you listen to all of the stuff if you're living in the United States of America, and... If you're if you're elsewhere, you know, you, if you're living in Germany, as I know one happy warrior specifically, I'm thinking of, uh, you're living in Germany and you watched Germany shut down its nuclear power stations, and then Russia starts cutting back on natural gas to Germany. Who
1: would have thunk?
0: Who would have thought, right? And so Germany has re label nuclear energy is now green energy so guess what they started up three new (laughs) nuclear power stations at
1: least they're at least dealing with reality at
0: least they're waking up to reality so you know inflation and everything else you think to yourself things are falling apart well that is exactly what noah's flood is about it's the world coming to an end
1: and how to cope
0: and how to cope how do you build how do you build your arc how do you make sure that you and your family and your business, how do we make sure that your orbit survives? And, uh, and that's really what this is all about. And I'm going to put a link in the show description so that you can go and read more about. It's an online um, course. It's about two
1: hours. It's about
0: oh. two hours, and you can download a study guide and uh, slides that will help you, regardless of the fact that I know you probably don't know Hebrew. Nonetheless, you are going to be able to treat the Hebrew words themselves as if they're made up of mathematical symbols, and you're going to be able to understand the deeper significance and uh, and and deeper meaning that God placed into scripture in those crucial chapters in Genesis, describing the nature of the flood. So we'll do that. Uh, Susan, so we've done three out of seven. The first was, uh, are, is the person you're with nice and kind and sweet and caring, or are they bullies? Number two was, can you be your authentic self with this person? And number three was, are your hopes and dreams and future goals being supported? And there are another four, but I think if you don't mind, I'm thinking we'll do it on a separate show. We'll do the next four. I
1: think that's fine. Will
0: you do it with me next week?
1: I will check my schedule, but yes, I'm sure I will. Well, I'd like to think that your hopes and dreams and goals. Maybe my goals for the (laughs) week. (laughs) Actually, no, I think we may be expecting company. So you have to do it before. Earlier in the week for me to do it with you. We're expecting coming <laughs> to work next company, is it? Really? Anyway, no, we'll I think look. it's uh, you one You think later. a week after?
0: Um, at any rate. Um, happy Warriors. I hope that you enjoyed this as much as I enjoyed preparing it together with Mrs. Lappin. And uh, that you are able to look forward to a week of exciting growth and fantastic progress in your 5Fs. In your family life and in your friends, your friendship life, and in your fitness, and in your did I say faith. financial? Did I, think I say you financial? financial. Uh, and in your friendships,
1: f- I believe maybe. Well, uh, family and
0: friendships, fitness and uh, faith, faith and, and finances. Finance. Yes, people uh, write in and they get amused when I stumble over some of you the know, five You know, there are so
1: many words that start with F. <laughs>
0: Frantic, feverish. <laughs> Yes. Frenzied. Yeah, frenzied, uh, fanatical. Yeah, right. So,
1: you, yes, right. it's hard to limit it to the five.
0: Until next week, you happy warriors. I'm thinking of you. God bless.